Welcome everyone to our December Ad Heart Call, Inspiring Forward Movement and Heart Powered Intention, which we all need for the end of this year and the beginning of the next. And the theme is Ad Heart to Uplift Your Spirit. And I know that with what's going on in the world these days and many people can't wait for 2020 to be over and hope that 2021 will be better, less challenging. And yet nobody knows what the future is going to bring. So it's so important that we connect in the heart and add heart to uplift our spirits and create the 2021, help co-create the 2021 we want. So just a little background and we close the year out. And HeartMath, like many of you probably, have been through a tumultuous year with first the COVID restrictions in March and people working from home and not sure if we could stay open, but we were an essential business providing training to first responders. So we were allowed to continue shipping and staying open while other businesses had to close in our area. And then August, September, there were evacuations from the California wildfires, and we didn't know what was going to happen to Boulder Creek, let alone our businesses. And then it took us two months, and we're still completing it to do restoration from the smoke damage. So all along, we've had to use our tools. And top that off, as soon as we started our holiday sale, we had an inventory challenge. So I thought for this call, I invited Howard Martin and Owen Ward from HeartMath to be my guest to talk about, this is the real deal, how we used HeartMath tools to connect more with our own self-security. There was nowhere else to go but deep inside the heart to uplift our spirit and support each other when things looked uncertain. And what happened as a result of that? There were so many new perspectives and surprising synchronicities to make better choices and positive things that came out of it. And hopefully we can share something that will be important to you. So, Howard, Owen, welcome. And Owen, would you like to share a little bit about your experience of that time and what tools you used to create what we call turnarounds, meaning what looked bleak turned into opportunity? Sure, yeah. Thank you for having me. The, the, the first thing I would say is that there was quite a bit of adversity and challenge for me this year, and a lot of people had it a lot worse than me, and I have a lot of compassion for that. Um, this was a year where connecting with my heart moved from a luxury and a nice thing to have to a necessity. And what underscored that for me was a real deep and deeper commitment to doing that with all my heart. So connecting to my heart and using my tools and practices became probably the most important priority in how I weathered the many changes that that happened yet this year. And the words that come to me are like a, a meaningful commitment to it, where every day I started my day with prepping and filling the reservoir through the heart lock-in. And because I knew that that day would likely have a challenge in it that could throw me off. 
And then throughout the day, just being really aware of when I started to drift away from that heart connection and getting on it and trying to reconnect through those different challenges throughout the day. And from that came this really deep appreciation that, yeah, it was a tough year for me. And they had many tough moments, but it was a whole lot easier than it otherwise would have been without that meaningful commitment and without that moment-to-moment connection to my heart. That's really sincere, Owen, and thank you for sharing that because I think going to that extra meaningful commitment is something we all have to refresh and renew because uh, life has its twists and turns. And Howard, what, what did you find? What was the tool of choice for you if you had one or two? Well, Deborah, thanks. And first of all, thank you for having me, and uh, thanks for all the folks who are giving their time and attention to listen to our dialogue. For me, the, the tools sort of came together in terms of just being more conscious and connected to my heart and my heart's intelligence, whether it was the using quick coherence or my heart lock-ins or attitude breathing, the various tools, but just making that connection with my true authentic self and that source of my self-security. And I found that useful especially in this regard. It was to help manage downslant thoughts and projections. Now we use the uh, the fires and the natural disaster that we faced as an example of that. You know, as this unfolded and as we could see from the news and from the fire maps and from reports on the ground that the fires were surrounding our business center and my home, uh, the thoughts of projection would start to run about in the chances of us surviving being slim and what that was going to mean to have no home and no business center and. and as those projectional thoughts came up, it was a time to go deeper within my own heart, to make that connection again with that place inside that gives me clarity and self-security, and to begin to dissipate some of those projections that would be natural but not necessarily uh, you know, the truth, uh, something that I could manage better. And so going deeper like that allowed me to do that and keep open-ended, hopeful perspectives and to develop a more meaningful attitude of, We'll just handle it. Whatever shows up, there's going to be a way that we handle it all, and it'll all be fine. And so going back and forth and going deeper at times as this all unfolded was a great exercise for me that strengthened my own resilience. And I think it, it, it gave me an even deeper connection with something I've worked on my whole life, which is the power and intelligence of my heart. Well, that's... That's what those challenges I hear for you both did, a deeper connection with your own heart's power intelligence. It certainly did that for me as well. You know, I can remember all of us when we were told, must evacuate now. Owen happens to live a few villages away from Boulder Creek. And we all called him and he said, sure, come on over. So about 10 of us, HeartMath staff, descended on his house in sleeping bags and you know, it wasn't a party, but it was a heart connection of support of each other and knowing we could count on each other. And for me, not knowing what was going to happen, I kept going back to neutral. I've had enough years of experience to know things can go one way or another. It doesn't always go the way that you think it's going to be the worst case scenario. And neutral and trying to bring in a higher dignity to keep my spirit uplifted in the not knowing, because the hardest thing is not knowing. 
and then asking my heart, what, how can I take care of everybody? Each moment, what's the wholeness care in this situation? It's a distraction, but it was also an awareness that that's the best thing I could do is really to express heart. And that's what created what we call at HeartMath turnarounds. All of a sudden, I'd see new, new possibilities, and then I would step into that. Even though I still didn't have answers, we didn't know if we were going to have a town to come back to because of all the news reports is all we had was to watch the local news and no one knew for a while. But it just gave me more anchoring to know I could keep shifting into neutral, raise my vibration with dignity and go to wholeness care to do the highest best I could in that next moment. And that created a lot of a lot of fun, actually, with each other. Oh, and you have any more stories about that time or, or the, anything thereafter? Yeah, yeah, or just, just, just a, thought, a thought to share on, on getting to neutral. Because it, it can be tough when you're facing a significant challenge, uh, or it can be tough for me, um, probably for most people. Um, one of the things that really helped me this year was facing whatever my deepest fear might be in that situation. So let's say it happened to do with fire. My house burns down. I no longer have a house or the business burns down. And just saying, okay, well, what if that does happen? What would I do? And really working to make peace with that. And what I found was, although it would never be my preference for any of those things to happen, when I go a little deeper into them, I would find that I would find that place of peace and I would find that there there would be a way to move forward and in making that peace there was a freedom it it, it felt like I was no longer trapped by by that fear and and what that allowed to happen for me was some more of that heart energy started to flow and then magical things started to happen uh, you know these in the moment, sometimes, like, you just can't see the solution to some of these things. It just, the mind can't comprehend how something will be solved. But what I found was the more the heart energy was flowing, the more that some nonlinear solution might pop in that I never would have guessed, but it turned out that, you know, it was easier than I thought it was, or it ended up being better. But I do really believe that making peace with that that deeper fear frees the heart energy to to, to work its magic. Um, yeah, it's back to you, Debbie. Yeah, that's great. Howard, I know when we were evacuated for a long time, two months, you were, we were all had to go into different rooms. You know, we rented a big uh, beach house together, which made it much easier in doing our business in the kitchen and the living room, and Howard was working on a project in the bedroom because so the Wi-Fi didn't interfere. But then we get these TV reports, these news reports, and other challenges. How, what, what was your, did you have any other tools of choice, or did you have any of those, what Owen's calling those magic new possibilities that kept springing up? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, you, know, you get the sense inside of it. You can handle things. You can really do more than you think you can when you're faced with that sort of thing. Keep in mind there was a pandemic going on at the same time, right, and still is. So out in the world, right. pandemic going on, the whole thing happening, and we're dealing with this other deal. And and I think one of the things that was helpful to me is to focus on not on myself but on the needs of others. 
because a lot of people were going through this. There was thousands and thousands and thousands of people evacuated at that same time period. And there was their staff. Everybody worked at HeartMath, you know, in one way or another. Most everybody, that was, at least the Northern California group, was evacuated. And so focus on the needs of those people rather than just on my own needs and take it off myself a little bit and recognize that this is, you know, the time for, for this, the time to be of service. This is why I'm here. Those kind of feelings would come up very strongly as well. And seeing the bigger picture on it all and seeing it in, in, in context, if not through some myopic, self-centered view, but from a wider angle view of what was happening and how it was creating positive change and what I could do to help others go through whatever they were facing. And those those type of thoughts and feelings, you could call them magical or whatever, but they felt solid, they felt meaningful, and, and they were, I think, important to experience and to integrate and anchor in uh, as we went through the process. Yeah, you know, sometimes if you're not, with people right in your in in your family or in your workplace or right in your locale that you can reach out to sometimes you have to see where can i where can i be of purpose of service it's it's calling on all of us these times of to what's our purpose how can we actually activate more of that service because that's surely what uplifts the spirit you see that on the news now all the people at volunteering at food banks. Um, I enjoy watching that part of the news because it's, it's inspiring to see what people are doing out there to be of service, young and old, of all ages. And I know one of the stories for me was one of the things after we finally got back into our buildings and had to do a lot of renovation from the smoke damage, and then we were getting ready for our holiday sale. And all of a sudden, we had this inventory crisis, and we weren't sure what we were going to do. We were talking with each other, and it was so easy to go into projections. And in my heart, it was like, call the manufacturer and have a real vulnerable, just a heart-to-heart with him. And that made all the difference. He just turned into this determined, meaningful. He was not. He was going to save Christmas for heart math. That was his mission, and he was able to turn things around so quickly that it really was like magic, but it came so much from that heart, vulnerability, caring connection, and that was a wonderful turnaround for me. Oh, and do you have any, any more examples you'd like to share or tools you use? Yeah, or, or, or just an add-on on that. Is my, my belief would be that the, the, one of the highest acts of service we can give to the world right now is our, our own energy and what we're what we call feeding the field the energetic field and what are we putting out into it and so it's clear that there's a lot of chaos and stress and fear and anxiety and depression and I always imagine you know what can I put into that field that helps to meet that those energies w- w- with as much love as possible and yeah, particularly around this inventory challenge we had, I remember thinking about, you know, I, I don't have a lot of control that this is happening right now, but I do have a choice in how I'm going to meet this moment. And I thought about what would I want to be an example of for my children or for my friends or for the world at large? And how do we really take some of these things that we've been talking about and be the example of them? And I come back to that idea that if I can meet that moment with dignity and with as much heart as I can muster, 
it's the one thing that I can do and the most powerful thing that I can do to not only draw in a solution, but also to feed the field and, and create an energetic example that might make it easier for, for others to follow. And that concept, those set of concepts, really inspire me and help me in the moment to just go that little bit deeper or, or, or put out a little bit more heart. You know, I bet if everybody listening to this had an example, maybe it's already popped up inside your, your thoughts as we've been talking of when you met a challenge with heart, you know, when you actually, you know, used a tool, but in the middle of the challenge, in the middle of something, and got to see how the power and intelligence of your own heart changed things changed your perspective or uplifted how you felt or created something new that you didn't anticipate. And I think we're all being called on to discover that power in ourselves and use it right now more and more and help each other use it because it's, it is, it's taking the sky, as we like to say, to the street and taking heart out of philosophy into practicality and I know, Howard, you've been talking about that with some of our um, certified trainers. And what else would you like to share with everyone about that? Well, we, we talked on a call recently about with the trainers I did about the times that we're in and the opportunities that we have. And, you know, the, when the pandemic, for example, first started, people were seeing it as something very, very important. The planet was being put on pause. It was a time now to to serve is is what we were here for and that there was going to be something new and and much better that would emerge from it all and so the the message I think I had in that call was that let's rekindle those feelings let's let's find that again inside ourselves as we go through the process that seems to be going on and on for longer than anybody ever expected is that we now need to recommit to there's deeper feelings that we have about, you know, the opportunities that these changing times do really offer us. And to take that, you know, deeper in our hearts and then to uh, manifest that in how we walk in the world, how we interact with others and the inner attitudes and thoughts that we have moment to moment, day to day. And also to have compassion for yourself in this, recognizing that times can get tough and that we're good people doing the very best we can in an interesting and extraordinary time in human history. And so make sure that you have plenty of love and care for yourself as you go about what you do. And then try to have a a meaningful attitude about uh, taking advantage of these times and the opportunities that they do present. You know, again, HeartMath, our goal, our mission Our our fulfillment comes from providing these tools that we ourselves use, compare notes on like we're doing today, share with you and others so that we can inspire other people to connect with their hearts. I mean, that's what this call is about, forward movement, inspiring it, and heart-powered intention. And I know that's why you all listen to this, and I'm I'm hoping it collectively together. We're moving into the end of this year and a new year that nobody knows what it holds. It could be just as tumultuous or crazy. In the United States, we have a new government coming in. The polarization is still there, as it is in many other countries. As new tries to come in and 
There's the service to the wholeness, and then there's the insecurity and fear that creates more self-protectionism. And both of those can get extreme, and life, I feel, is calling on us to understand each other more, to have that willingness to connect in the heart and understand what are the concerns, what are the fears, and not the beliefs, but the feelings that we have. And it's there on the feeling level that we can begin to create a new, new possibilities, new world. And that's my hope and vision for 2021, is that people are more willing to listen to each other and to understand and care about what each other really feels underneath it all, whether it's our economic challenges that we have and the roadblocks in the government to helping people, or whether it's the fear and polarization between the political parties, and, you know, whatever it is, we're all people. We're all humans. We all need to eat. We all are affected equally as far as vulnerability to uh, the effects and the impacts of this pandemic. Um, in other words, it doesn't discriminate. Anybody can get it if we're not taking care of ourselves. There's, there's something life is trying to, I believe, teach us and show us in all this. And, um, and that, if we can together explore that and use these tools to uplift our spirits and help each other, I think that's part of the purpose and what I'm going into the new year with. So, Owen, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I, 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 what inspires me is that you know, a lot of those things that you're talking about, like it starts with with me. And I think a little bit about, like, what does heart even mean? It's like, for me, it doesn't mean walking around in some bliss state where everything's great and I'm, I don't get bothered by anything. Or it's not, you know, going in a cave for three days and meditating or anything like that. It's like, heart for me is, I'm about to get upset at something and I somehow turn it around. And I'm... I'm feeling weary and tired in the morning and and I don't want to get out of bed and I do. You know, I see someone else that would be easy for me to go to a place of judgment around and I don't and I go to a place of compassion. And what I'd want to say is that I would I don't want anyone to underestimate the power of those things. And even for me trying trying to be less judgmental and more compassionate, trying to be, you know, less fearful and and more neutral. It's like even the attempt at trying it is a real moment of heart that makes a difference not only to my own life, but to those around me, certainly. And I really think to the world at large. So I think about if if all of us started to do more of those, if the ratio of the time that we were in our heart increased on a global level, what that might draw in and what types of solutions might happen. Because, see, to me, caring about another person, yes, you can consciously try to do that. It's also a byproduct of the amount of heart connection you have in yourself. And at a certain point, it's, it just happens. It's just there. It, caring about the planet, caring about our children, caring about these things, it, it happens when we raise our own pitch as a byproduct. And so I, I just want to underscore, it's coming back to each day, starting out with filling that reservoir with heart and then 
trying to face those moments of more and more heart throughout my day, and I feel like that can lead us as uh, as a planet to it gives us a higher chance of <laughs> uh, of of being successful in the way we all want to be. Mm. Thank you. Beautifully said. Well, speaking of filling our reservoir with heart energy, we're going to do that together now in our heart meditation and create a reservoir of collective heart that we'll put out to the Earth's fields, the energetic field, the field of our homes, our families, our wherever we are, and something we can draw on collectively when we need to over the next month. So let's start our heart meditation by shifting our focus to our deeper heart and doing some heart-focused breathing. Breathing in through the area of the heart and out through the area of the heart. It's a little slower, a little deeper than normal. And as we do this heart-focused breathing, let's breathe feelings and attitude of appreciation for something in our life. Find something in your life that lifts your spirit and warms your heart that you can appreciate. As you continue this appreciation, ask your heart, is there anything that you heard in this call that inspired you? Any tools or attitudes you want to practice or heart-powered intention that you want to energize to create new opportunities for the new year? If you find something, just breathe the attitude of appreciation and care into that intention to heart power it. See yourself manifesting more of that quality, that tool use, that inspiration that touched you in the new year. Now let's take a minute or two and just radiate our genuine love and compassionate care into the field to all people struggling who don't have collective support, who don't have tools, who don't know what to do. 
Let's radiate our love and compassionate care to help uplift their spirit energetically. Okay, now let's close our heart meditation by appreciating what we have and creating with that appreciation a reservoir of collective heart energy. Seeing that reservoir among all of us fill and refill with our appreciation and care and our tool use that's something we can each draw on in this time period to uplift our spirit as needed over the next month and into the new year. So let's build that reservoir, know that we can keep adding to it, and know that we can draw from it as we need to. Thank you, everyone, for sharing this with myself, Owen, Howard. Thank you both, Owen and Howard, for all you do and your contributions to this. And Any closing words you would like to share with everyone before we wish everyone a happy holiday and go on to our next activity? Yeah, this is the last call of the year. So I just want to wish everybody the very, very best, and you know, thank you for all you've done in your life and the contributions you've made to the, improving the lives of others. And Deborah and Owen, it's been a real pleasure to be with you today. And so I'm wishing everybody a, a wonderful rest of the year and hopefully a great new year. Yeah, in, in the lock, and I was, I was just feeling compassion for those tougher moments 
that I know a lot of people are going through and some of the emotional pain that, that people are, are feeling. And, and then I was feeling a really deep appreciation for everything that people, well, everything that people are doing to, to deal with that. Um, and then a real deep appreciation for HeartMath and for the tools and the practices and, and the technology and, and just all the help that that's given me and, and a real heartfelt hope that, um, that anyone listening to this call, that it's helped them too and that it will continue to help them. And thank you very much for having me on the call. Well, thank you both and thank you everyone uh, as we're building this reservoir together with our month-to-month calls, I know many of you are on these calls every month and look forward to it, and I really appreciate that. And now let's just take this heart into the, the holidays and the new year, and our next call will be Tuesday, January 19, 2021 at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Take care, everyone. <laughs>